Hello, 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 and welcome to Five Star Potential. Hopefully everyone is grand this week. We have an action-packed pod slash livecast for you this week. Of course we do, but I'm not on my own. As ever, I'm joined by the We Stream FM crew. Mr. Teach, hello sir, how are you? Well, I'm grand. How are you? I'm, I'm all right. It's probably the best Good way. Stuff. Good stuff. Mr. Doop, your partner in crime, how is he? All right, all right, all right. Nice to see you alive, sir. Curty, you're not last this week. You should be pleased by that. That's good. I'm also a bit worried about Teach. Is, is he definitely all right? Because he didn't sound convinced there, did he? <laughs> I think that he might have touched a nerve. Oh. <laughs> I hope he's okay. Now, this is my pun of the week. This isn't a regular feature, but the Wanderer has returned. Mr. Dave Azapardi, hello, sir. Here he is, boys. Saving the best till last. Um, I'm back. I was, su- I was tanning it up, sunning it up last week, but I'm back now for some uh, five-star potential action. Marvellous stuff. Right. How is everyone set? We're going to exclude Dave from this because he's been swanning it around, as he's already said, getting tanned up. I mean, that's that's obviously a, a kid thing. I've, I've never heard that in my life, but we'll move on from that. Mr. Doop, Mr. Teach, how's, uh, how's the save been going this week? Not much has really changed, to be honest. Uh, we've had quite a busy week, uh, or personal life busy week, that, that horrible thing that gets in the way. I uh, celebrated my third wedding anniversary, so we didn't stream on Wednesday. Uh, and unfortunately, I had to work yesterday, so we've been a bit lackluster on the streams this week. Great advertising, Duke. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> no problem at all. We, we have, however, managed to get through some of pre-season. We're just not quite out of pre-season yet. Uh, no, ma- no major news, to be honest. So we can we can move on fast. Excellent stuff, Mister Mister Curty. Have you uh, progressed any of your saves? Only I know you've had YouTubeness out this week. Well, I've had YouTubeness out for several weeks, but um, in terms of my Chelsea save on Twitch, it's been uneventful. If I'm being honest, uh, we've just gone into season four. Um, obviously, European champions now. Signed a few players. And yeah, we're 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 at the the early stages of the season, so there's not much to report, unfortunately. Damn! It looks like I'm going to have to hold up the fort with this one. Then the Recreativo save has gone a bit mental. I've had four job offers, four wow. this week. Yeah, it's crazy stuff. I've I've uh, declined them all though. Um, I did actually no, I did have one, and I, I took it, but I don't. I didn't get offered it. It was the Valencia job, big one. But they weren't interested. Uh, in, interested enough to offer me the job anyway. But uh, once some more important things, I suppose. Now, there's not really been any important football manager 18 news this week. No extra announcements. We're not expecting anything till September. Um, but I'm expecting things to happen next week, maybe because of the transfer window closing. At least we'll have real football news. Everyone loves a transfer deadline day and all of the Sky Sports News, Jim White and everyone else getting involved. It's become a thing of its its own, really, now. It's it's an event that everyone, whether they love it or hate it, I don't know. What are your opinions on the, the whole transfer window thing, folks? Love it. I, yeah. I, I, I actually like spending transfer deadline day in front of Jim White and his and his colleagues uh, at Sky Sports and listening to all the, uh, the pony that gets spoken, because most of it doesn't really end in any result. Um, I think this year, there's there's possibly still moves left to happen. So yeah, I think it'll be an interesting one. The worst thing about Ali Sawyer's there. Like, that always <laughs> makes the that always makes the evening very uh, very nice. 
Yeah, the worst thing about deadline day is you'll get all excited for it and then you get there and your club signs no players and you probably sell off a player that's played about two games in three years. So you've just been sat there for over 12 hours wondering what's going on um, and nothing happens to your club whatsoever. I've, I've met Natalie Sawyer, just a, just a little name drop there, and she is a, an absolute delight in real life as well. Is she the same in the morning as well? <laughs> she didn't cook breakfast but oh. no she uh no she is uh yes she is quite something um but for me personally i i detest transfer deadline day <laughs> because i've sat through so many of them with as dave says absolutely nothing happening and you know they just cut to these people and i think some of the gloss has been taken off it as well because they know they don't get surrounded by fans anymore do they past you know after the whole uh dildo incident i don't think um <laughs> Purple so, incident. Yeah, exactly. So that that uh, yeah, the gloss has taken been taken off of it for me, uh, and I just to be honest, deadline day I just ignore them now. The one good I do love thing. The fact, oh, sorry, right. Dave, you continue, sir. Oh, sorry. The one good thing about this year is that uh, Mr. Redknapp is back in charge of a club. He's going to have an interview out out of his car window. That always makes me smile on deadline day. Harry sat outside, sat sat with his head hanging out the window of a Range Rover. Deadline day's been lost without it. I wonder yeah, if it's now still it's... got the dent that he, where he ran over his missus. <laughs> <laughs> now he's at Birmingham. He'll have some proper wheeling and dealing as well. If we were still allowed to use that term with him. After the last time someone called him a wheeler dealer, it didn't end nicely either. He wasn't particularly happy with that. I, I'm, I'm more concerned by the fact that Duke felt the need to you know, define or determine (laughs) dildo incidents differently, whether they they need to be a purple one or has there been more? I'm not aware of them being any more. There was, I think there's been multiple, Matt. Um, You would be the man to know. I I would be the man to know. Let me just get my book out and I can find out. No, I'm pretty, (laughs) I'm pretty sure they had the one that was like rammed near her face, which was not a very pleasant thing. And I think they've completely banned people around now, haven't they? Which I think takes the enjoyment out because when Ozil signed for you for Arsenal, it was brilliant and it really, uh, you know, the energy that was it that it made you feel at eleven forty two when he signed, it was just phenomenal. But do you not have to question the mentality of grown men who go and go down to their local clubs or or the clubs they support? I honestly and just hang around outside the gates waiting for something to happen. I'm not sure we should question well, people's well, integrity about grown men as we're on a podcast with five men <laughs> talking about a fictional game. On a Sunday evening, yeah, but we're not carrying. We're not, moment. we're not carrying dildos. I hope. <laughs> Guilty. I'm, I'm, I'm glad they finished it now, though, because if Wolves got promoted next season and they were in Wolverhampton, I'd just hate to see which sort of people they drag out and have outside the Sky Sports camera. To be honest, you would be, Might there, they be calling you up, asking to say they need some good hair. Yeah, that's true. Could they I afford mean, your makeup bill, though? Oh, that's a different question. That's for another <laughs> podcast, days. He's all tanned up now. He's all bronze. It's fine. Yeah, that's it. Just need a bit of mascara and we're set. Oh, no, but the, this is the worst point now, though, because he's got to sort of maintain that tan at, at this level until, like, Christmas when there's no sun. So the bill's going to skyrocket, I'm sure. <laughs> but, we'll, but we'll move on to our prediction part. Now, I have some news. I actually did some prep work, you see. <clears throat> and I've we've already... Our, our game that we predicted last week was the Liverpool-Arsenal game that has happened this very day. So... I had to sort of gather my things and uh, realise what we're actually supposed to be doing. And some of us were right, some of us weren't. Does anyone want to own up to who they who wasn't right this week before I, they get named and shamed? I, I predicted a nil-nil draw, I believe. 
You did indeed. I mean, that you couldn't get got farther from the I truth. Got, I got, one. well, I got half right. I don't think we we're, well, we're not giving points for half points. Okay. So, so to explain, <laughs> to explain to the listeners, uh, the basically we we will predict a score from the week's football, and we'll get a point for guessing the result, i.e., whether win, lose, draw, or and then we'll also get a point for the correct score or get three points for the correct score I think I decided last week um, if not I've just made up more rules so great stuff uh, so Dupe uh, predicted 0-0 Teach predicted a 1-0 Dan who who filled in for Dave's absence predicted 3-2 he was probably him and him and Curti predicted the closest score in terms of accumulative goals not quite right though um, and I went for 2-1 and then football manager itself went for one all. So, the the well the totals so far there's four people on one single point, which is marvelous stuff. But this week, uh, because we've got the international break, I feel like we need some sort of jingle for that as well. That we've got uh, the England Malta game or the Malta England game if you want to get it correct. So, we need chaps predictions, and who better to start us off than the Maltese wonder? Mr. Yeah. Dallas Party. <laughs> um, I mean, I've got to see it from. I've got to be positive on Malta's behalf. Um, I mean, when when I went to the game when England played Malta at, at Wembley, and there were people on like our train saying, "Oh, we'll win this like six seven nil," and I thought, "Nah, like Malta. Like if anyone actually watched the game, they obviously they sat re- like back really really deep, but they actually tried to play football. Wherever it's like San Marino, there's." pump up the pitch so I am going to predict an England win uh, but I'm only going to go uh, I'll go with 2-0 England okie dokie Christoph what what have you got for us this week well I think I'm I don't remember them playing there since uh, but I, I, I remember England scraping past Malta 2-1 I think possibly back in around must have been around 2000 2001 and I think even Malta missed a penalty in that game. Dave might know better. I can't remember, but um, I'm going to go. Time. I'm going to go for a similarly unspectacular England victory. Two-one, uh, two-one to England. Excellent. Okay, Mr. Teach. Now then, <clears throat> anyone who knows me knows I don't really care for international football that much. Not really. Um, so I'm not going to go into too much detail. I think England will win. They'll probably win convincingly. 4-0, but Harry Kane won't score. So that's, that's where I'm at. I mean, you don't get extra points for being specific, <laughs> but... <laughs> just just going on he's just going on form at the moment, you know. He doesn't score in August. Generally, he's injured. So I think that's what it, what it is. He's just pretending he's injured for a bit before he goes and bangs in 30 goals and, like, after Christmas. Um, Mr. Dupe, you've got two jobs as per usual. Um, what is your prediction? And then what is football manager's prediction? I think Harry Kane, Daniel Levy tells him not to score so nobody wants to buy him and they think everyone thinks he didn't score that many last season. That's my theory on that. Um, I, I think it's going to be quite a convincing win to England. Uh, the old hogs now left. Uh, I feel it's going to be a 5-0. 5-0? Positive thinking. Jamie Vardy's going to uh, have a party. Oh, no way. They won't score more than three goals at Malta. I don't think. your chance, Dave. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> 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 and football manager, 
uh, actually um, state that it's going to be a 4-0 win with a Wayne Rooney hat-trick. Don't think that's going to happen. Uh, but more interestingly, there was no goals or corners in the first half at all. Just wow. thought I'd add that little fun fact in for you. Is that more interesting? I mean... <laughs> ah, I, I wouldn't actually be surprised if something like that happened though. <laughs> Malta just like sit back for the whole of the first half and as soon as they get tired, that's when England starts scoring the goals. That's probably I'm what's going to happen in real I'm life. I'm just going to put an idea out there. Um, a betting site based upon what football manager predicts. Pen, put a pen in that one, I think, or a pin. Alternatively, that would probably more, be more useful than a pen. Um, <laughs> my prediction then for this is I'm going to go for a 3-0 England win. I can't see Malta scoring despite being at home. Um, I think it'll be a reasonably professional job. So we'll, we'll see next week who is possibly right. Uh, as a quick reminder to you folks, uh, we are going to be asking questions, or we are fielding questions at the end of the show. So if you want to get some questions into the, the Twitch chat, you, this is the benefit you get of being here live, is that you get to ask us questions directly straight away and we'll answer it towards the end of the show. Anyway, moving swiftly on from the prediction section then. We've got our team meeting. So last week we chatted about the, the Football Manager 2018 sort of release announcement that we had. Uh, this week it's on to more sort of tactical things, I suppose. Uh, and we're going to be talking about our favourite striker roles because this is a Football Manager podcast. So why else wouldn't we be talking about Football Manager? So this is an open table discussion. Who wants to start us off? I'll dive in. I have had a, <clears throat> I have had a favourite this year, and it's been complete forward, but on support. Um, one that I've used consistently. I've had a four-three-one-two formation that I built very early on in the Fergie way, um, and it started off with Zlatan Ibrahimovic playing a complete forward on support. Technical ability is obviously through the roof, but that striker is not going to be the kind of striker that's going to get you forty, fifty goals a season, but his assists will be through the roof. He becomes an enabler for your other striker who I played as an advanced forward. But this year, or again, I know this sounds very, very strange coming from the fact that we're talking about uh, striking positions, but I've not been able to find <clears throat> a better role for a two-striker formation than having a complete forward in support. The goals it gives, not just from the player, but from the team, have been outstanding. And it's been consistent regardless of the quality of the player. The player, as long as you've got the player who's got the technical abilities, who can sit back and, and, and lay balls on a plate for the other chap up front, including the Trecotista that I've used running in from behind, absolute gold. Does that does that complete forward role depend on the Trecotista, though, do you think? Do you think, I, I, do you think as a three they work? If you took the Trecotista away, do you think it would still be as effective, that, that particular role? No, I wouldn't say it would because it took a lot of dialing in to, to have a Trequatista and not, uh, say, an advanced playmaker or just an out-and-out attack midfielder. Um, so I do think these are all hand-in-hand. Hand. But when I look back at, at, at 17 as a year or, or the, the game as its, as its cycle has gone through, one role I've always had on the pitch, regardless, has been a complete forward on support. Um, but yeah, that, as I say, that's the way I like it. I feel that um, it's kind of that final cog in the piece. I'm going to completely agree with Teach. Uh, complete forward support. I've had Victor Seaman on a complete forward support all season for a majority of the teams that I've done on, on, on stream. And his crossing ability is quite good. And they do... He, he does like to roam from the position of that, that complete forward. and He'll go out wide and a lot of the time you'll get a good, decent cross from him as well, which is, which is really handy because... I don't normally play with wingers. I am 
now, but normally I don't play with wingers, and, and that that space is there's normally so much space that that complete forward will kind of advance too. And I, I have to agree, Teach. I think complete forward support is, is is the one this year. Well, to add to that as well, like, and, and as Curtie mentioned about the Trekkotista, ordinarily you have this advanced playmaker role, let's say, who sits behind the striker and he becomes a pivot. The complete forward in my system is the pivot for the attack. So ordinarily where you have the, the ball coming through that channel, through the middle, coming to the advanced playmaker, or the guy sat in the number 10 position, it doesn't, it veers off to the complete forward on support. And then you have that Trekkotista bombing forward and the whole system in the attack pivots around that move. I also find the football between if you if you have it on shorter passing the football between the 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 cam or how whichever role you really play him on and that complete forward support is just delightful to watch. Cam is such a FIFA term. I hate oh, that. Sorry. Okay. Uh, <laughs> advanced playmaker, Chequetista, whatever. But okay, that uh, centre attacking midfielder, whatever role you have him on, if it's fluid, you've got the shorter passing on. He he really drops deep, yet he. He does bag a lot of goals in that position. Oh, yeah. I wasn't saying he will not score. He'll score himself a, a decent... Generally speaking, I think from through Zlatan Ibrahimovic, through to Dybala, I think I played Moish Keane in there for a moment, and now Penaranda. They'll still get 20 to 25 a season, but they'll also get 25, 26 assists. And that's mm. that's why, for me, that role this year has been king. Oh, it's something that... Um... Not just scoring the goals, but creating the chances, creating the goals it is phenomenal. The chat agrees. Uh, there's a lot in there that says centre for uh, complete forward. Yeah, whenever I've played at, um, with, well, probably one of my more successful saves on this year was with 1860 Munich in Germany. Um, my more successful, like attacking position, uh, position rather, was uh, an advance forward rather than the uh, complete forward. Now I, I know like. Uh, Teach and Dupe have played a lot with like two strikers. A lot of the time on this football manager, and well, in past football managers, I've played with a lone striker. And advanced forward does normally work quite well. Um, on the other hand, my second choice was would prob as a lone striker, especially would probably be a complete forward. Uh, but at the early days of the 1860 Munich save, I played with a deep line forward next to an advanced forward, and the deep line forward would more than likely, as you say, do a similar role to what you guys run about with a complete forward, picking the ball up from deep spraying those balls out wide or, or feeding in the other striker who would score the goals. I think I mainly played uh, Evica Olic there. And if you kind of like a, a set, like a championship team or even like the second division of Germany, he like even at, I think he's 36, he's an absolutely unreal player, like physically as well as like mentally and technically. But he played a deep lion playmaker. And I think I played Kuki just in front of him. And at that second second division in Germany, uh, that advanced forward role absolutely blitzed it to be honest I find um, with the players that I've used this season uh, or this year I should say I, I've, I've picked Moussa Dembele the Celtic striker quite a lot um, and he likes to play on that that final line of defence and that's really annoyed me because he normally plays the advanced forward Dave with my complete forward and he just constantly offside apart from that it's a fantastic position I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie yeah, I think I think you just got to be careful of that with the offsides and stuff like that. But I do see a lot of that as well. Uh, but yeah, I'm pretty sure like the early days of the 1860 Munich save, a deep line forward next to an advanced playmaker. I double check before we we well we're speaking today uh, which role it was as well with the 1860 Munich save. Uh, I think I played a 4-2-3-1 uh, with the with the attacking wingers, and it was an advanced forward at the top of that formation that was banging in all the goals. See, I think Chris was actually touching on something. Uh, 
aside from his personal activities, uh, was touching <laughs> on something a bit with his uh, sort of <laughs> with his suggestion about sort of the the players behind the striker having an impact on how they play, and that's what I found more or less, or even potentially what players they're playing against can have an impact on how that role plays. For example, if you're playing against a pretty deep line def- defensive line in the opposition, an advance forward will press against them, but ultimately that gap between midfield and the strikers becomes even bigger, especially if you're playing like a a, uh, a single striker formation. And so usually sometimes maybe having a, a striker and alter- alternating it will help them drop deeper and bring them the rest of the team in a bit better. I think they can get a bit isolated if if the defence plays quite deep. And likewise, if they're pushing up high, you have a, a very similar problem in that they've got very little space to actually get past them, but they perhaps will get caught offside like you were having with uh, Moussa Dembele, mm. Dupe. Yeah, it's a trait that he does like to play on that final man, which doesn't really bode well when you're playing him as an advanced forward. The one thing I want to know is Idris Kanu. What position, what role was he on, Kay? Idris Kanu, um, he he played a bit of both really. So I mean, I I like to play um, with a pivot as well. I mean, the only thing about the complete complete forward support role I've found is that you have to be careful who you're playing in that role because I mean I I haven't had as much joy with it maybe as Teach has, but um, I found that quite often the complete forward is too busy running the channels to be f- too effective. And a lot of the time, especially this year, like my, if I've played two strikers, quite often they'll both be playing poorly. Um, and it's not down to the roles necessarily. It's just down to personnel. So quite often, like, you know, both strikers could be on a 6.4. And if you've got two strikers on the bench who can just come on and slot in for those two, then quite often that's, that's effective enough. You know, that will have a, an impact on the game. Um, and, you know, usually if you're if you consistently get getting players performing badly, it's maybe uh, because of the of the tactic. But I found this year with strikers, it, quite often they can be really really consistent, um, and it is literally just about changing faces on the pitch uh, rather than actually changing tactics around them. Two strikers has been great this year, in my opinion. I've I've yeah. struggled to to try with one striker. I've just built a four four one one formation. But like the complete forward support for me, it's almost it's almost akin to the old false nine when the false nine was really effective. It must have been about four years ago. Has it ever uh, been effective? Oh, the false I've, nine I've had, works. I like a, I've had, I like a false I've had nine. good use out of false nine. But what I'm saying is, I'm, it's almost making me having this conversation now make me want to sort of think. Right? Can I build? Try it. Maybe a four-three-three, but play complete forward on support. Have inside forwards. Have them really attacking, really cutting inside to see whether the complete forward and a single strike formation can enable those wingers to get in a bit more. Might but be a good shout. Just, uh, I'm just thinking back to to your Fergie way safe, Tobes. And, you know, obviously five games out of six or whatever, your strikers will be great. They'd score goals or they'd, you know, they'd at least be creative. Yeah. But I remember just thinking a few times, like you were subbing off both strikers because they were both ineffective, but you weren't necessarily changing their roles. But it was no. literally just a personnel change was enough of an effect. Yeah, because um, the personnel I brought in, and you'll know this, for, for example, Chris, when I bought Dybala, I bought Dybala on the strength of the fact that he played the complete forward role in support beautifully. And then yeah. that was the whole reason behind the expensive purchase and the real big chase. Um, and so when I was out 
looking for strikers. It's fortunate at Manchester United when the game starts, you know, you've got Rashford. I mean, I didn't put Rashford and Martial out on the wings. They were actually strikers from the very beginning. The conversion of Memphis Depay and, of course, having Zlatan as well. I had sort of ready-built complete forwards and advanced forwards. So I would always have one of either on the bench uh, to basically just to try and change the whole game by not actually changing the system, by trying to bring on players who would be hopefully be a little bit more effective in the last 30 minutes. Um, but yeah, and that's more because I'm a stubborn get, you know, and I wouldn't want to change that system because without the complete forward on support, that system did, doesn't work. You know, it took a lot in the early days of the Fergie way, it took a lot of messing around to try and get that front three doing a good job. And once I found it, it was like gold. You know, and I was unwilling to step away. Yeah, I mean, going back to sorry, Matt, go on, you carry on. I've cut so, you off so what, once. Uh, <laughs> one for one now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what What do you think the difference is between deep line forward support and then complete forward support? What do you think make? Because obviously, they both have con, you know quite similar uh, role, role sort of pre selected roles. There's only a few extras like roam from position that you have. Which ones do you really think that are key that gives the complete forward support the edge over the deep line forward support? moving more into the channels providing that width um i found with the with the complete forward i mean the complete forward for me if i've ever picked a complete forward they, they've got to have a good stamina Curtis was mentioning earlier about how they always find him out of position he's got to have good natural fitness and, and good pace because he does roam a lot uh, and i feel that's really the one of the main selling points of the complete forward support which is probably why i favor it over the deep line forward yeah, I think I think the roles are actually, as as, as Matt says, are very very similar. Um, I've not actually used much of the deep line forward for the last two two iterations of the game. I'm pretty sure I think I had a bad experience. I must have had a bad bad experience a few years ago, and I've never actually been back and revisited it. Um, but aside from like what Duke said there about uh, about moving into the channels, for me it was it was not. I would go as far as saying the opposite of that. But players with great technical ability were able to almost be. A Perlo in the final third, more often than not, the balls that were sprayed from that position to the advanced forward or to the advancing Trequatista were were phenomenal. You know, but again, only ever backed up if you've got the player with the technical ability. Yeah, I think I think a weird one that worked for me uh, for a little bit on this game as well was playing with like a flat four four one one, so like a flat back four, flat midfield, and then obviously an attacking midfielder in behind a deep line forward, and to play like a lone striker as a deep line forward was always like, I thought, shall I try it, shall I not? So Olic was up top, and it seemed to work really, really well. It was weird to have, like, obviously your only striker as a deep line forward, but with, the, like, the youth and physicality of, like, Kuki at the time, he could just, like, spearhead the attacks, and Olic was always there, like, he'd so- somehow still make the space and still score the goals. Um, so that worked for a while as well. But I've used all three, like, as I say, advanced forward, complete forward, and deep line forward, and all three of them seem to have worked quite well for me this year, to be honest. The only the only role I found that is particularly ineffective is the false nine this year, purely because it doesn't drop deep enough, and then it just does long shots for days basically, um, which is quite annoying. I think I had a bit of success with the false nine last year. I had I sort of used it fairly sparingly, mixed with it with the uh, complete forward support in that that four four one one I was using with Blackburn, and as long as it's got you've got someone to provide the sort of the the goals because I did find that 
both those roles were a bit more withdrawn last year. Whereas playing a complete forward support this year, I've got an absolute shed load of goals. Like Marek Kutivo save, a uh, player scored four goals in a game mm. from complete forward support, which is just bonkers stuff. But yeah. now... Go on. So, oh, well, I was going <laughs> <laughs> you you finish off because I'm about to move the thing, move the train on. Uh, no, the uh, train. I was adding extra carriages to the train, so let's just let's just get out of that station and crack on. <laughs> choo choo, indeed. <laughs> I love how you continue that analogy. <laughs> I always try. <laughs> Good work, sir. Right, it's that time that everyone's been looking forward to, and I hope he's ready for it this time. Uh, there may be no cheerleaders in skimpy skirts or local oddballs trying to hit the crossbar with an oversized inflatable. But we do have Curtis Quiz. Hey, I'm, I'm hoping that Deep's going to come in with the uh, with the official jingle. It's Curtis Quiz. It's Curtis Quiz. Brilliant. There we Curtis go. Curtis Quiz. Oh, sorry, I jumped in. Jumped in too early there. It it's needs fine. work. Still. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just no, needs nobody little... else is stepping up to the plate, though, are they? You're no, taking one for the team. You've got my back. You've got my back. I like Dave. He's got no one's back. Oh, right. Brilliant. So it is that time again. It's Curtis Quiz now, Matt romped home last week Mr One Tree Nerd uh, absolutely demolished his competition so I, I, I think it'll be a bit more of a level playing field this week uh, it's topical the oh. the subject of the quiz is uh, England's greatest ever goal scorer Mr Wayne Rooney here we go, come on then here we go right, so as we all know by this point, hopefully, <clears throat> it is fastest finger first. If you get the question wrong, you are eliminated from that question and then it reopens up to the room, which means you have to buzz in again. <laughs> I say we, I say buzz in. Are we um extending the Dan rule to the to the proceedings the Viking from, rule. from this point it's, forward? It's the, the Viking, Viking rule. rule. That's a good that yes, I think we should do that. So if everyone's uh, everyone's okay with it, um if you answer with an incorrect answer you you are uh, subject to a minus point wow yeah i think that's got fair. real so yeah. pretty big stakes going on right now right we'll start with question number 1 that feels like a good place to start uh, against which team or against which nation was Wayne Rooney sent off against in the 2006 Dave. Mr Azapardi Portugal Portugal is correct. Come on, the boys. Congrats, Dave. Jumped straight in there. Superb stuff. <clears throat> Question number two. Against which nation did Rooney score his record-breaking 50th in... Dupe? Switzerland. Correct. Nice. Well done. Very, very good. Look at that. Uh, the stuff going on in the chat there as well. Where are you, Dave's Matt? been, a, Dave's been accused, accused of reading the already. chat. <laughs> <Disgraceful> <laughs> right, number three. Wayne Rooney has retired as England's most capped outfield player with 190. Dupe. Oh, shoot. Oh, I'm going to get a minus gone. point for this. Um, Shilton. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, don't be daft. Yeah, I've got to be joking, Matt. <laughs> oh, my God. This is the Read the rest of the question. No way. <laughs> Rooney has retired as most Engl- England's most capped outfield player with 119 caps, but who is England's most all-time capped uh, player? I thought oh you were going to ask life. how many caps he had, Beautiful. so I just took a stab. Of the- that was a good guess. Well done. Oh, that's ridiculous. Well, well done, dude. He'll pay you later. <laughs> uh, 
interestingly, last week's champion yet to get off the mark. Ooh. It's been noted. Question number four. In which version of Championship Manager did Wayne Rooney first appear? Nerd. One true nerd. Championship Manager, is it uh, 03-04? Minus one point. Dave. Oh my two. God. That is Dave as a party. 0203? Dave loses his point. Oh, no. I even know the answer now. That's annoying. And oh, actually, to be fair, I've got, I'm going to contend this point uh, once someone gets the correct answer. FYI. I haven't called my name, but do we get minus points if we don't answer the question? No. Teach. Toby. Oh, 102. Oh, 102 is correct. Uh-huh. He was one of the right. three. <laughs> Contentious point, right? Okay. Okay. He wasn't in there from the default game. He was added in as an additional player as part of one of the updates. However, did, was that the version that he first appeared in? Yes. Correct. It depends on how pedantic we're being. So. Can somebody just pick those toys up? Let's just check that. I'm just clarifying a point and adding additional meat to, to Curtis answers bones well I appreciate your commentary but um, you're on minus one points oh. <sighs> your mum joke's coming out in a minute <laughs> uh, <laughs> we need a new host he's lost his head <laughs> question number five oh, there's salt being thrown in the chat as well Tory <laughs> question, <laughs> question number five how many World Cup finals tournaments has Wayne Rooney appeared in? Teach. That is Toby. Three. Three is correct. That's correct. I, yeah. You were you were probably just about in I was time. Right on the course. Kind of, yeah. I know. I know. I was. I was aware of it. He was air counting. <laughs> uh, question... Google was a bit slow over on the rock tonight. <laughs> <laughs> question number six. Rooney made his first team debut for Everton. Teach. Oh, I love Toby. It. Bollocks. Arsenal. Is correct. Yeah, I was going to say, it's got that Get banger, remember? Yeah, I just, I went, that I just wasn't remember like, the name, Wayne Rooney. <laughs> to be yeah. honest, I just wasn't sure where the it was set- going. I know where I had it in my mind, but then as soon as you said that last bit, as I said the name, I'm like, uh-oh. Yeah, Love the second it. part was against which club did he score his first senior goal? It's not worth the risk now, though. Minus one <laughs> point. Question number seven. Rooney wore number 10 for most of his Man United career. Teach. Toby. Eight. Is correct. He's on fire. I remember that. Which which shirt number did he wear when he first joined the Red Devils? It was Uh. number eight. Well, he's he's in the lead now. Question number eight. Rooney scored his 200th Premier League goal. Dave. uh, Dave. Stoke. Minus one point. Can you carry the question on? Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. Rooney scored his 200th Premier League goal earlier this week. Who is the only other player to have surpassed? That is Dupe. Shearer. Alan Shearer is correct. I should have just waited for that. I've never seen Stoke play up top. Is he good on a cold wet Tuesday? I I totally misunderstood the the question. Carry on. Right. Question number nine. There's only two in it at the moment, unless there's a series of incorrect answers. Question number nine. Wayne Rooney once appeared on an episode of WWE Raw. 
Nerd. Nerd. Wade Barrett. No. It's correct. Oh, no, I knew <laughs> that. Wow. I, knew I, that. I, re- I remembered that. I remember oh, that. I'm not even a wrestling that. fan. I was going to say, it's not even football. It's not even. Oh. Okay. He said it would be topical. Yeah. yeah. Which was four years ago. Across the face? <laughs> King Barrett, though. Oh, it's Wade Barrett. Uh, I mean, AFC Wimbledon pota- Justice. <laughs> <laughs> right, final question. Deep, you need this, or you l- at least need Toby to get it wrong. Okay. Rooney equalised for Man United in the 2011 Champions League final against Barcelona. Dave? Oh, shit. No. Dave? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, Messi? Incorrect. No. Minus Surprised. two points. <clears throat> Rooney equalised for the Man United in the 2011 Champions League final against Barcelona. What was the final score Dupe. in that final? Dupe? 3-1. Barcelona. 3-1 is correct. So we have a tie, which means we go into the tiebreaker question. No, you... Here we go. <clears throat> I thought there was two. It doesn't matter. In reverse yeah. order... We have Dave has a party on minus two. <laughs> One true nerd Don't on zero. Ooh. And tied out front on four points apiece is Dupe and Teach. Yeah, so we cool. do have a tiebreaker situation. So the tiebreaker question for you both, just for Dupe and Teach. Now, is this a, once again, is this a on the buzzer question? It yeah. is fastest finger first. So if the person who answers... First, gets it incorrect by default. The other guy wins. Or do they have to answer it? I make... like that. I like that. Yeah. Okay. Ooh, that's harsh. Yeah. I like that. You don't have to answer to win. I like okay. that. Russell. Tiebreaker question. Wayne Rooney's three children all have names beginning with the same letter. Name Dupe. that. Dupe. K. K is correct. Gutted. Gutted. I was about to go in, but I was waiting for the balance of the question. Congratulations, Dupe. You are this week's Curtis Quiz winner. Boom, boom, boom. boom, It's Curtis Quiz. It's Curtis Quiz. It's Curtis Quiz. He's won something. I'm going to say, you know, United fans win win Wayne Rooney Quiz in uh, Shocker there. Bloody hell. And they finished uh, with four. Four points. <laughs> oh, you got a pair of closet United fans didn't do too bad though. Oh. <laughs> Russell. Wow. <laughs> right, moving swiftly on then. We uh, we have another entrant for the uh, Wonder Hit Wonder Hit Wonder Kid Hall of Fame this week, folks. Please. And it's a, a, a slightly contrasting one to last week's. In fact, even more contrasting than the first week. So so far, we've inducted Freddie Adu. I'm not going to read these out every week because we're going to get to episode 10 and we're going to be here all night reeling off who we have and who we haven't inducted in. But then last week we uh, also inducted Robbie Keane. So there are two entrants so far into the the five-star potential Wonder Kid Hall of Fame. Now this week, the man on the chopping block, so to speak, is uh, John Fleck. So to uh, read out his profile, introduce us to... Mr. John Fleck is uh, is Dave. Plead your case, sir. Uh, John Alexander Fleck, born 24th of August 1991, a Scottish footballer who currently plays as a midfielder for Sheffield United. He started his career at Rangers. He made his first team debut when he was just 15 
years of age. He then left Rangers to join Blackpool on loan. He had a long stint at Coventry City, playing over 160 games. And now he's currently at the Championship side, Sheffield United. Now, I remember John Fleck back in FM09, I think was the best game I had with him. Um, when he was still at Rangers, obviously. And I think he could play literally anywhere in midfield and as a striker. Uh, I think I predominantly played him as like an attacking left midfielder. And that save was like probably one of my more memorable, more favourite saves. Um, and I think at the time I had John Fleck on the left and I signed Stephen Fletcher, who was at Hibernian at the time, as a striker. And they, they, well, those two literally carried Scotland to win the Euros on that save. And if I dug deep enough, I've still got that laptop to prove that, if I could get a charger for it, that John Fleck and Stephen Fletcher won the Euros with Scotland. Um, he was literally, he was unreal. It was literally him and Freddie Adu on that game in the Premier League, both fighting for the player of the year. They were both so, so good. Um, and obviously at the time, about eight years ago, so, so he was about 18 when you could pick him up. I think you could pick him up early, early-ish in the game for about 10, 15 million. Um, but yeah, he, he was unreal. Uh, very quick player, good at finishing, very skillful. Um, so that's why I think we're going to push him to be in the Wonder Kid Hall of Fame. So I'm not too sure if anyone else has had much experience with uh, Big John on FM. Well, John. Big John, yeah. Or Jomty, as I used to call him. He uh, he spearheaded my Swindon Town save in FM10. Um, He speared us to a Champions League final defeat, unfortunately. But he was was so, so good. He was the Scottish Messi. uh, And to me... He was probably, in the earlier stages, one of my favourite players in the game. Well, I can chime in a bit here and say I never used him. Get a load of that. I don't know whether it was at the time of the game where I decided alcohol was more important than being out in the beer. <laughs> but honestly, I mean, we, 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 we spoke about John Fleck. As soon as the name came out tonight, I'm like, John Fleck? Uh, nah, nah, never used him. Um, so that, that that's me out, I'm afraid. <laughs> he probably wasn't young enough to uh, teach. And I know we all know you, you prefer to, to get the kids in the van early do- early doors. So wow. I think... I just, I just think maybe I missed the version where he was a cracker, to be yeah, honest. I or, you know, FM10 cause... Was, my, was, was where he was yeah, awesome. Was like FM09, mine. FM10, somewhere around there. Yeah, it's, uh, it must have been a game that I didn't put that many hours in. But no, honestly, g- <clears throat> genuinely, never even used him. Well, I didn't own FM10. So I'm I'm very much in the same boat as uh, as Teach there. I never used him on FM09. I, I had a really good year on FM09, but he never cropped up for me. So um, yeah, not much I can add to this conversation. So Matt's going to be flying the flag for the oldies. Come on then, the nerd. Come on then, nerd. Right. Well, I had a mixed sort of. It's not down to him either. I, it was just unfortunate timing that I'd managed to finally get to the highest point I could do in my extra save which was on FM09, I believe. And I managed to finally sign... After pursuing him for a long time, I finally managed to sign John Fleck. Unfortunately, I also found a rather promising Irish youngster who played in attacking midfield as well by the name of Rob Cousins, spelt as if he was Dutch, but he was not even remotely Dutch, which was just the most bizarre thing in the world ever. Um, he was he was rather good, but he was uh, no patch on Rob Cousins, was John Fleck. So... He didn't really get an awful lot of game time. And despite pursuing him for so long, I probably didn't give him a fair crack of the whip. Although there is a silver lining to this story. 
he did go out on loan because his wages were astronomical and I was Exeter and I'd only just got into the Premiership so my wage budget was like negligible at best. So I had to let him go. I can't quite... I think he went to Ipswich who were like either low Premiership or high Championship and he tore it up. I think he, I think he finished the season with, with 20 goals or at least to the point of that save where it, it got corrupted. Oh. Uh, boohoo, sad oh, moment. Oh, that's, that's bad uh, so he, but he was he was spectacular for Ipswich, but not necessarily for me. Um, and he must have been good enough for me to pursue him for so long mm. and want to sign him uh, for other teams. I can't, I can't. I think he may have still been at Rangers or had gone back to Rangers or something like that. But he just would not sign for anyone. And I think I managed to finally get him when his contract expired initially, something like that. Anyway, so I think it's now time to vote on whether he goes in or whether he goes out. So. I'll start off if if you don't mind. Um, I feel uh, he's a bit he's not as he's in the kind of bracket as Freddie Adu, but in his real kind of career, he's not emulated his football manager career. But but he's such a legend in my heart. I'm gonna vote in. Come on, the deep. Right. Like, okay. It's like Brexit all over again. <laughs> There's lots of pressure here. So um, what we what we are judging them on. Uh, for those of you that are, are new to the pod slash livecast, is they're being selected on sort of how well they've done in real life, how well they've sort of done in Football Manager for us personally, and I suppose how how far they've got to reaching that potential in real life yeah. in comparison. So there's a, a number of different things we need to judge them on. Um, Mr. Dave Bazapardi, I'm going to leave you to the end because you're the you're the one who's introducing him. So, Mr. Teach, I know you've kind of sort of <clears> almost <throat> conceded your vote because you have never used him, but you can judge him on current affairs and how he's done so far recently. Well, as much as I've never used him, I think I can still cast a a a, a genuine vote. I mean, I look back to Freddie Adu and Ro- uh, and uh, Robbie Keane, who we've already inducted into the Wonderkid Hall of Fame here on Five Star Potential Podcast, and. Those players were, were were great over the course of a couple of versions of the game at least, you know, and, 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 and maybe onwards and so forth and so forth. Now, just because I've not used John Fleck doesn't mean that he wasn't a great wonder kid on the game, but he was only, from what I can gather, a great wonder kid on one game. And then when you look at his real life career, has he gone on and made it in the, in the same fashion that Robbie Keane did? No. So for me, that is a, that's a, that is a big fat no. Good point, good point. That's well made. Mr. Curty, on to you, sir. I, I can only echo Teach. For me, I mean, I didn't even put Freddie Adu in uh, based on the criteria. because you're harsh. Well, but based on the criteria <laughs> given, um, <laughs> for me, he didn't make the cut. And John Fleck certainly does not make the cut. So no from me. Wow. Marvellous. Um, I'll, I'm going to vote Ooh, Ooh, no Dave, as well. Ooh, it's gone now. I'm going to vote. I know, I know you're going to use me as a... I was going to I use you as the, the Simon Cowell then. But the thing is, the thing is, I can't. I think the person who inducts them has to has to go last. They, they have they can have the deciding vote potentially. Yeah. But I'm I can't. I I I signed another player, you know, outside of uh, him, and he got superseded very quickly. Now, whether I, if I'd assigned him sooner, maybe that would have been different. But yeah, unfortunately. Dave, what was your for, for you know well, for I mean, completeness? What was your vote was going mean, to be? We've got Friday Night FM in the chat saying John Fleck was Robbie Keane's boyhood wonder kid hero. 
Um, I mean, Robbie Keane. <laughs> Robbie Keane wasn't fit to tie John Flex laces on my save. I mean, obviously in real life, he's still got a little bit of time to possibly make it as a Premier League footballer. But um, I'm going to have to say yes, just for the pure fact. Like, well, say yes, he'd come into the Hall of Fame just for the pure fact he uh, was so good for me. But obviously. He was three against two, and John Fleck is the first man to miss out. Yeah, I know. I know oh. the vote's been casted and all that, but I think that there should be, you know, like on the quiz, we got the Viking rule. I think we should have the Scottish rule. He should just get a vote because he's born Scottish. <laughs> I mean, he's never going to fulfil any potential if he's Scottish. Let's be honest. Jesus Christ! Can, dude. can someone in the chat fired tweet him directly and tell him he hasn't made it into the Wonderkid Hall of Fame? On the Wikipedia, <laughs> Wikipedia that he's not Fail, in. He's the only failed one to yet. make the five-star potential Hall of Fame. <laughs> yeah. Should definitely should definitely tweet him and then bang the hashtag #WeStreamFM in so we can all get a nose at it later on. Absolutely, <laughs> I think so. I think um, if if someone can do the usual and try to change his Wikipedia page unless it's locked. Just so and and screenshot it to prove that you've done it because we're nothing but uh, well guerrilla warfare on everyone who <laughs> who whether they get in or whether they don't it doesn't matter I think they deserve to be known and it deserves to be recorded at least briefly and then we've got we've always got the pod to use as references so whether if uh, if the mods at Wikipedia want to try and do the sneaky sneaky and get it removed very quickly at least we can then maybe cite our own podcast as part of that. Uh, because it's, it's still a fact. He, he did definitely fail, and there is evidence to say that it failed. So. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> what, what baffles me, before we move on, is that he's still 26. He's 26. He's a year That's old terrifying. It's, That's it's terrifying. He's even, younger than, he's even younger than Freddie Adu, which <laughs> is, is mental. Just, just crazy. Anyway, we're going to move on to our little Q&A with, our, with the chat that is currently live, uh, bubbling away. Curty. Uh, as you have the the pertinent eye over the chat casted throughout the whole stream, is there any particular questions that you've picked out? There's a, there's a couple of good ones today. Um, so we well, have. Were they not good last week? Uh, I mean, it was a mixed bag last week. I think we can all agree on that. Um, but tonight we have uh, CBS CFC ninety seven asks which team do we plan on using in FM eighteen? Ooh, question. Uh, I can kick off. I mean, um, I'll definitely be doing obviously a wolf save, and then if anyone, like, well, for probably YouTube purposes or another streaming purpose, I'm probably going to do like a a bigger Premier League team. I've been looking at possibly Everton, or maybe I think it was, uh, it was Chelsea. I think it was as well, similar to what Chris is doing now. Not to butt in there, Dave, but you almost made it sound like Wolves were a Premier League side then. Well, you know, may as well uh, be classed among the big boys these days anyway. <laughs> well, I'll fire me and Teach off the f- our first bit. The beta safe, uh, I'm going to do United this time. And Teach, Teach is going to be the gunners for our beta safe. And then we're going to move on to something very interesting, aren't we, Teach? Yeah, we're going we're gonna, to, uh, much like most people, I'm pretty sure. And it won't be, I mean, the stream, it's always a longer save than than you would think because it takes a long time to get through on a on a network save. But we are going to venture out to uh, to Italy, uh, with one of us being AC Milan and the other one being one other. We're just going to see how the game balances when it releases. Uh, so originally the idea, you know, Kings of Milan, you'd have Inter Milan and AC Milan. Um, but it may be that this year, oh well, in 18, that AC Milan are hugely, hugely favoured uh, by the game due to the signings that they've made. But yeah, that should be a good one. Then we've got one final save which I say one final save, it's one that we expect to carry us right through most of 18. And it's very much going to be a rags to riches, you know, grassroots to greatness type of save from the depths of English football. 
So yeah. So black. No, no names yet. <laughs> no names yet. Shots. <laughs> what about you, Kay? Uh, I think on stream, I'm going to. Um, I'm gonna. I'm gonna stick to all the shot. I think. Shot, 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 shot. Shot the pieces. So that will be again. You know, as Toby sort of said, like a rags to riches type affair. Um, on YouTube, I'll probably. The team that's sticking in my mind at the moment, and it's obviously not set in stone, but the team that's sticking in my mind is Leeds. Ooh, oh, I love that. Love it. Love it. Kakuti, man. You're on fire. It's just a former former great, obviously sleeping giant. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know. It's just it's, they're the team that are in my head at the moment. So I like it. What I want, what I want to hear when you do that is a uh, Brian Clough style. You can chuck all your things <laughs> into the bin. <laughs> Have you been reading my, uh, my notes? <laughs> I think I had that idea first. Uh-huh. It, well, at least it's recorded first, so you're technically stealing my idea if you do that now. What, what, Just about, saying. what about yourself Narrative. then, Matt? If you say Leeds, then it's over between us. <laughs> Old shot and Leeds. <laughs> um, well, I'm going for, I think I've decided upon Newcastle uh, as my initial sort of B to save. Love it. I wanted to go for a slightly larger Premier League team. And I have personal narrative with Newcastle as well. They are my mass. They are the biggest bogey team I could possibly have throughout the entirety of football manager history. So if you can't beat them, join them. Absolutely, <laughs> because luck. I have no no chance of of uh, playing against them as Blackburn anytime soon. And I think it'll be all the bit more sweeter for my second save, which will be Blackburn, when we face them if we ever get back to the Premiership. So beta save will be Newcastle. Then secondary save will be Blackburn. Do we uh, do we have time for one more question? I think we do. Oh yeah. Just before you do that, Curtis, I will just tell you that it has been confirmed that on his on John, John Fleck's Fleck. uh, Wikipedia, it states that John Fleck unfortunately didn't make it to the uh, this week's five star potential Hall of Fame. Brilliant. <laughs> we have proof in the Discord. Bless him. Carry uh, on. The second question, and it's it's quite an interesting one. Uh, and I, th- I think a few of us will have p- some fairly strong uh, s- strong views on it. So, um, Clan asks, who is our favourite player on Football Manager 2017? I mean, I don't really have a favourite. Well, like, might as well, like, dupe and teach answer that one. <laughs> I don't really have a favourite. I mean, um, apart from this Nigerian chap that I picked up from the depths of uh, of Wolfsburg called Victor Osima, who um, is genuinely taken over my life at the moment i have shirts with his name on i um i dream about the boy uh, i tweet the boy um i think i just want to i think i want to just have a sizzle partnership with him i think that'll kind of <laughs> ease my worries wow i don't think there's i don't think there's any any much question from my side callum gribbin out and out used him in almost every save i've had always done an amazing job this year but just scooped up all the awards at the back end of a season there um, and uh, yeah, a bit of interaction off him on Twitter as well, which is which is always nice. But yeah, gribbing for me. Uh, I don't know for me. Uh, what's a eighteen sixty Munich save? Neves. I don't know. I'm not really using to the maximum potential. To be fair, Neves so far. Uh, sacked. <laughs> uh, awkward. <laughs> um, I don't know. I had a few good regions. There was a guy called Pat Copeland. If anyone watched the eighteen sixty save, he was Big a beast one season. Big Pat. He was he was a beast one year. I think I've I've had him on loan for about six years running or something. Daft still ain't signed him, but yeah, he, he was uh, he was lethal in our first season. Or 
Uh, Kuki, I've had some good use out of. Uh, or there was a striker called Ribamar as well, who is pretty good on this game as well. What about if we said the word duckins? Well, announce duckins, announce duckins. My, I've got, I would say for my Spurs save, it, which was English only, so or English only, British only, it, I think it was a player that I started off with, and it's Harry Kane. He's just a goal machine, an absolute goal machine. Um, it doesn't matter which role you play him in, he'll go quiet for a few games and he'll just start smashing them in. Uh, and he was consistently scoring sort of 25, 30 goals a season, which is basically what you want. Um, but in my Rick Retibo save, which is available on Twitch TV, forward slash one true nerd, uh, you can, I think it's probably got to be Fernando del Soleil. He is just an absolute monster in midfield. Although I also have the Fonz, who I have a, quite a liking to, purely because he's got a ridiculously long name and I've just shortened it to the Fonz. What about Jason Tindall? From Happy Days. Don't even talk to me about him. <laughs> Dead to me. Kerr Dead Han. to me. I've already done one swear on this. What we should <laughs> have done. I'm that. not doing another one. <laughs> 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 Gonna have to put explicit on this one as well, for goodness sake. How well, many, I think that's... Many, sorry, oh, I was going to say, I think that spells the end to the questions for this week. Um, what what did Duke want to say before I chopped uh, him off? I just wanted to hear about Curtis and Idris Kanu, but I'm assuming we'll, we'll move on. Well, we can do, because... He Chris, asked a question, course, but he didn't get to answer. He did. He did. I'm ever so sorry, Chris. Um, That's all right. We, we <laughs> want to know. I, the thing is, I, the reason why I wanted to sort of skirt over you because I didn't want to sort of try and probe old wounds because I know you're not particularly happy about the situation now in real life. So I thought maybe mentioning the name again, we've already had it once. I thought it might be a bit too much and you might end up having a massive explosion of emotion about it. Well, I mean, I love I love, Ind- I love Idris to bits, as you all know. Um but he's not been the greatest player for me on football manager, to be honest what? with you. So uh, yeah, my—I mean, mine would have been Dybala, just because he's—he's he's amazing. I thought you were going to say Hazard. No, it's a sore point. <laughs> that's, that's why I brought it up. <laughs> it does seem to be that Dupe has a knack for probing the, the difficult points in your life right now. I'm good at probing, but let's move on. Right. Okay. Now, now we've wrapped up the questions. Uh, we'll, uh, we'll we'll pretty much prepare ourselves to say goodbye. Uh, so, Mr. Dave, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter, YouTube, or Twitch. So the Twitter is Dave as a Party FM. Uh, the YouTube is just Dave as a Party, and the Twitch is also Dave as a Party FM. Marvelous. Gruesome twosome. Dupe, start us off. Batman dupe everywhere you go. Twitch. Marvelous. Twitter. Insta, boom. That's I like how succinct you were there, sir. Tobes, as Dave with the three, but on Twitter we've got uh, teach underscore underscore FM. On YouTube it's teach FM, and on well, on Twitch it's teach live because well, I'm live. <laughs> it makes all of the sense. Christoph the Kurtster. I'm, uh, I'm making up new nicknames as we go here. <laughs> right. I, can, I can roll with it. Uh, so Twitter, Twitch. Instagram, Facebook, all Curti FM, uh, and CurtiFM.com, which is still in progress. Because you're a branding whore, right? Because I'm a branding <laughs> whore of the whole Do highest UK is also under progress <laughs> as of last week. <laughs> is that one that you've set up to just, just to suck it to him? No, I, I, think... I thought it was a very good idea. Uh, I, I like interacting <laughs> with my peers and, and stealing their ideas. That I love Rhyme. the rhyming on that. Yeah. That That is filthy. Yeah. 
Yeah, um, so next before... week my new save comes out, calling the shots. <laughs> <laughs> and then you and that, then the leads the one after that, right? No, no, I, I wouldn't do leads. Right? <laughs> anyway, right. You can find me if you wish to on uh, One True Nerd UK at, on Twitter and on YouTube and on Twitch. It's just One True Nerd. You can, of course, find all of these links at the base or in the chat of the uh, Twitch channel as it's going through now so if you want to drop a follow on all of the twitch channels and everything like that you can easily click on those right and now immediately as they are there if you are listening to this in recorded format whether it be on soundcloud or whether it be on itunes they will be in the description of the pod so it's all there for you all you have to do is click it which is nice and easy for you and of course if you are listening to us on iTunes, give us a five-star review because it's the five-star potential podcast. Ooh. And so it would be uh, kind of pointless if we only had four and a half stars. <laughs> Grey star being, a, being the annoying thing. But yeah, by all means, leave us a review. Let us, let us know your feedback. What do you think of the pod so far? This is only episode two. Technically, the first one was a, was a pilot. That's the secret one that only, only a few select people have listened to. Um, and that's it, pretty much for us this week obviously actually if you are a soundcloudite i I think that works there uh by all means drop a follow on there that will notify you of when we uh, release a new episode which are available 24 hours after the live cast on a 9 p.m on a sunday so it'll be monday 10 p.m right after monday night football how pleasurable is that right folks we are off so say goodbye mr tobes see you later guys catch you in a bit say goodbye mr dupe Doop out. See ya. Dave, adios. Adios, Dave. <laughs> I love how you reversed that. Brilliant. <laughs> Curtis. Ta-ta for now. And it's goodbye from me. This has been the Five Star Potential podcast, a stream production. And we'll see you next week. Goodbye, folks. Mm-hmm.